episode 83 of Story Mode, a video game podcast, the official podcast of StoryModeGaming.com. I'm your host, Jesse123 Munro, and I'm joined by Simon71112 Evans. What? No, you can say anything. Seven, eleven, twelve. Is this, a, is this like the sequel to the start, and then you've lost all words? Is this like the sequel to the shop? You go to seven, eleven, <laughs> and then the next one down the road is seven, eleven, twelve. It's better. It's better. <laughs> it's just slightly Josh, bigger. Josh, thirty-two, sixty-nine, four, twenty, Cotter. Fuck yeah! The man. future is in your hands. <laughs> and Gareth. <laughs> Five six five Evans. Oh, you, how you doing? You bastard! I don't give you interesting numbers. Five six. For everyone five. wondering, that we've had a lot of false starts to our intro because these three hooligans, hoodlums, okay, can't count. I feel and like I can't start the show without numbers being in a particular. We've order. determined that like this Simon's unfair. having a little trouble with the pre-show. He struggles before the big event. Yeah, well, I, li- I like to amp myself up until... Exactly, <laughs> we're in the big event now, and now he's on his game, because we'll be talking Nintendo soon. But before that, Gaz, hey. a wonderful guest. You're becoming a bit of a regular now, aren't you? Yeah, I, I told um, told my wife... Well, I did, a, I did a podcast last night, and I told her I was doing one again tonight, and she was like, what the, what the heck is going on over at Fan Critical? And I was like, no, 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 no. Miss Lady, this is uh, this is story mode. And then she goes, I w- "Are you a permanent member of story mode now?" Um, which I'm not, but um, but I am increasing my regularity because it's just so much fun, there. so much fun to see you all. Well, I mean, as, as, as your as your wife knows, you know, I've known you for a long time, and I'm slowly stealing you away by you know, just increasing how many beers we go out for and stuff like that. Now. Mm. Admittedly, lockdown's given her a break yeah. from this. Yeah. Once it's over, I will go back to try and claim your heart. Yeah. <laughs> Until she, then, I'm going to get you on this podcast. She took advantage of that moment of um, lockdown, preventing your no. your theft of me, and made herself with child. So um, with she's child. Made, it, made it all the more difficult for me to um, to be stolen. But, um, pro, pro, but hey. Pro-strat. Pro-strat. That's pro a good strat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quality strat happening there. Um, yeah, now she's done well. The whole meta is going to change real quickly, in a for, for, mm. for those who who don't know what fan critical is, mm. let me give them a quick quick rundown of where you're from. Um, yes, yeah, so fan critical, we are a collective of um, film and TV fans who talk about film and TV um, mostly, amongst other things. But um, uh, with our patented blueberry system. Um, we we like to sort of be honest with our, our reviews and our feelings on the media that we consume. Um, hence the critical part of the the name. We are fans of stuff, but we are also critical of the things that we are fans of. Um, so yeah, make sure you um, anytime you you change medium yourself from video game to video store, uh, come and listen to us before. Deciding what to rent yeah. from your local blockbuster. For for everyone listening, I have listened to you know a lot of fan critical stuff, and I can tell you that Gaz is a lot smoother on his own podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm nervous. Josh, hey, how are you? How are you doing, Josh? I'm doing great. You know, I've been playing Death Stranding director's cut, so I'm in just a good spot. How, at the I'm hearing really good things. Yeah, I'm just in a really good spot with it. Um, it's uh, pretty much exactly the same um, in all the ways that really do yeah. matter. 
Jesse, they sped up the beginning a whole bunch. So many things were that were previously missions that would take maybe 20 minutes. I now just throw away lines of dialogue with a quick tutorial done. It really helps the pacing at the beginning. Um, I find, whereas it might've taken people 20 plus hours to clear like the first little map, um, here you could probably do it in a lot less. Um, they're just way better this time around. And they've really responded to some of the criticisms in the ways that, you know, matter. Cause it's still as bloody <laughs> hard to wrap your head around as ever. It's still Kojima to a T. I wonder the whole fact that he's now taking feedback, which I don't think is something that he really took from anyone around him during the making of the original. That uh, gives me a lot of hope for whatever his next game is going to be. If he's finally been like, okay, maybe I'm not always right. Maybe I need to, you know, put away the spaghetti. And I need to listen to the people I'm working with. I, I feel like Death Stranding was like, after, after being with Konami for so long, I feel like Death Stranding was the sort of game that Kojima needed to make, needed to get it out of his system. And now that he's done it, now that everything's been done, he's like, right, okay, now I can have people sort of guide me down a slightly more structured path that isn't completely insane. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't want anything to change, you know, for whatever they work on next, whether or not it is Death Stranding 2. Um, just because, like, we don't see huge risky games like this all that often anymore. Um, like, yeah, fair point. The fact that part of this game is meant to feel a bit like a chore, um, but it's satisfying in its own way and it has its own charm. I don't know. I just think he has a very unique space he can just exist in for another 10 years. Yeah, Can you make true. some friends again, please, and go and make Silent Hills? Please. <laughs> yes, oh. please, please, please. Fucking hell. Man, that could be what a whole could have been? itself. What could have been? Simon, what have you been up to? Um, I've actually been playing the Final Fantasy 1 Pixel Remaster, which um, you can get relatively cheap, actually, on Steam and mobile devices. Um, this is my first time properly playing through Final Fantasy 1. I've tried playing it um, on the Game Boy Advance and on the PSP, but never really sort of stuck it out past the sort of opening section. Um, and yeah, now I'm about halfway through the first main part of the game, for lack of a better term. Um, so yeah, really enjoying that. Really, really liking it. I think the Pixel Remaster does uh, a lot to help make the game feel the way that it should without the clunkiness of the retro like NES version being as shit as it is um I actually in the sense that gone oh just like compared to other remasters i have one question what are the menus like do they look like the original games or the psp version or are they just like um, smartphone menus no they're they're actually pretty good like they look nice they look like oh yeah nice menus um a lot of people complained about the font that was yeah the, the standard english font there was a workaround for it, but I think they've recently did a patch which has changed it just entirely. Just gone, no, this is the new font now, and it looks great. It looks so, so nice. And the, like, remastered music is awesome. It just, uh, it's just really good. Like, it's just a really fun game to play through. Like, the the magic system being more like D&D than, you know, modern Final Fantasy with, like, your MP you've got instead your spell slots and that's oh, i just love it i just think it's so much fun you really have to think tactically it's like oh there's a horde of undead i could use my level three 
like deer spell which will you know absolutely annihilate all of these but then if i do that then i won't have the same spell slot available for my level three cure so oh, do, do i do it or do i not or do i just you know try and mow them down it's good it's really good Simon, I love you, buddy, but a Final <laughs> Fantasy game on mobile seems like my fucking sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> well, that sounds horrible. Like I said, it's on it's on Steam, and I'm almost a hundred percent certain it will be coming to consoles soon, anyway. Mm. And they're just they're just nice, like but really, really good remasters. I say. To be fair, I mean, Jesse, I worked at Wyden like death. You were so interested in that mobile Final Fantasy game when I said it had Ariana Grande in it. <laughs> so I didn't collect them all. <laughs> <laughs> You got, got her in Fortnite? There's one. There's one. There's Good one. Job. There's Guys, one. I worked out why I wasn't liking Deathloop. It's because I'm fucking dumb and the game has bad UI at times. So there are two menu screens you go through. Like for your quests. There are visionary quests and there are arsenal quests. Arsenal quests are to get more slabs, which are your powers, and to get some weapons. Arsenal things. Visionary <laughs> quests are... That's your narrative. That's your plot. For some reason, they have made the layout of quest on the screen for the visionary um, leads look really kind of shitty and small. But the Arsenal ones look they look like the they look like the ones you're meant to follow. So I just kept doing them, being like, am I do I have to start doing this in a different order and start working out myself at this point? I'm dumb. But I'm also going to blame the game a little bit because I don't want to take full responsibility for me being stupid. <laughs> now that I'm just doing the visionary quest, my only complaint about the game is that it, I played probably 15 hours of a long weekend. It crashed probably 15 times. Hard crashes each time. Mm. It's not good. baffling because I just want to play the game more and more because I need to finish it so I can start playing Kena. Because I want to try and play beat Kena before Metroid Dread comes out. And I need to beat Metroid Dread before Far Cry 6 comes out. We're in peak season here. Okay, and I need to be running optimally. That's why I'm drinking cider. That's why I've got some water in front of me. I'm drinking, you know. Stay hydrated. It's key. I'm at the point where I'm drinking energy drinks when I play games because I need them, not because I want them. Okay, I need the energy to get uh, get through. Mm-hmm. So I need my games performing at peak efficiency, like me. This is peak human <laughs> this is peak condition human performance. Yes. You see how you see how shiny my hair is. Mm. Not in that yeah. way. You're like a dog with a shiny coat. You're like it's a healthy dog. I'm a healthy dog. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My nose wet. <laughs> Your tail is in Dude. great condition as well. My tail is in great, great, um, great condition. Hmm. I can't speak, but neither can dogs. So even the healthiest of dogs can't speak. You've set, you've set your own bar pretty low, and you have met that bar. So, well done. Well, speaking of Nintendo dogs. We're going to be talking about the old Nintendo Direct that was last week. Um, did you know it, 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 that Nintendo Direct was on Nintendo's 132nd birthday? I did not they know make, that. They used to make, they yeah. used to make um, playing cards in Kyoto. Yeah, yeah Hanafuda, which, side whatever note, you century. can still buy. You can buy Mario-themed Hanafuda decks uh, from Nintendo Online. Just as a fun little That's fact. just been they a staple of my Nintendo for ages. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. No, no matter Nintendo how they're releasing old products to make money again. Yeah, yeah of sure. course. But now, now it's more so for the novelty factor, which you know. Well, wait, hang on. I think they I figured out Nintendo's well. business model. If you Jesus. buy their playing cards, though, they're only going to be with you till March thirty first next year when they disappear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
All right, Nintendo Direct. There was a lot of stuff announced and a lot of stuff announced for games that are coming out this summer. I mean, it was sort of marketed as this is all the games you'll play in the last quarter of this year. It, it, it wasn't. <laughs> there were games, there were a bunch of stuff coming out from 2022. Not just games, we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> so because they talked about Metroid Dread and things like that, we're not going to touch that. We're going to do a lot of Metroid Dread stuff coming out in a few weeks. We've just got the biggest and I think the best announcement from the showcase. Starting off with Bayonetta 3, which is coming oh. out next year. We finally got the reveal. What It was announced in what, 2017 2017, yeah. Yeah, it mm. was um, announced back at the Switch's launch. <sighs> we thought this game wasn't going to come out. It wasn't going to see the light of the day. Uh, Platinum started working on a bunch of other games in the meantime, so we thought, yeah, it's not happening. Boom. End of the showcase with Bayonetta. What's up, say? Uh, I just want to say, like, Platinum have been working, as you said, on a whole bunch of other games recently, including Astral Chain. And that was the fake-out with that dog mascot, because yeah. that is the mascot for uh, Astral Chain. So people were like, hang on, is this that. Astral Chain 2? No, fake-out, it's Bayonetta 3, the game that nobody thought was going to happen, just like Metroid Prime 4. But she came out and she's fighting Kaijus, and then I don't know what else happened. I'm it's not a stealth Bayonetta scale-bound. With the kaiju, it's totally stealth ca- uh, scale bound. Oh, this man. is them making good on that original vision. Jesse, hear me out. God, I, I, I want to scale. Okay. All right, Josh, convince me of Bayonetta. Because this is a game that I've never played a second of. Do you remember uh, around the Xbox One's launch seeing scale bound at Microsoft conferences? Yeah, man. Dude, looks like a little dude playing, like listening to like. He had his beats and on was, and stuff. Yeah. It was so cool. It was funky. Um, I hated him. I hate uh, well, yeah. I hated the aesthetic of that game. Um, I hated him, but I love the I love the game. The more it went on, the game started to become less of a traditional platinum games hack and slash, and it became more of that um, co op kind of uh, Fable Legends. I want to say um, the asymmetrical multiplayer game they were also making around that time. Um, but like, I feel like with this, they're finally delivering on it i don't know um it's hard to kind of talk about for me so i think you sound really hurt by it yeah yeah (laughs) i I, I stumbled on my own words i really did give me a second i'm getting them back um so so bayonetta as a franchise is as stereotypical platinum games as you can get it's all action it's all silliness it's over the top and it is really damn fun uh you get obviously like you you walk through an area and then a horde of enemies will come at you and you can button mash your way to victory or you can try and be really clever and wait for them to try and attack you and then you dodge at the very last second to go into the thing called witch time which lets you pull off some slightly cooler attacks and some slightly cooler which um, which which time which time (laughs) Uh, Which time? Uh, uh, <laughs> um, anyway. My jokes are wasted on Perth. <laughs> <sighs> He'll get it in anyway. seven years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's, that's awfully quick for Perth. <laughs> anyway, so you can, you can pull off some really fun, really crazy combos. And then when you come to boss fights, uh, when you like do the mechanic correctly, you get to like essentially unleash like this massive devastating set of attacks on this boss and it all ends in spectacular fashion where essentially you as a witch 
summon forth a demon from the very depths of hell that like or a lot of like boss hole and then spits yeah. it out into a church destroying the church and sets it on fire and all sorts of weird shit and it's so lots of fun. cool it like just witchy torture devices and stuff as well yeah you know a lot of those yeah, attacks get- really play back into that whole witch theme which is really fascinating because like you don't really see many like cool- of iron maiden as well and yeah like, oh, it's just so much fun what makes this game so legendary? I, I, that's what I don't, I don't get. Because I look I, at it, I'm like, okay, cool. Any of what you just, just described. Purely I've, the combat. It's, that's what before. it is. So what I was the trying to get at before is, with the yeah. whole scale-bound comparison is this looks like them trying to target almost a larger crowd by playing into that more I know, immediately exciting giant kaiju kind of battle idea, kind of like what Scalebound had to really capture the Xbox market, you know? Um, so mm-hmm. it's, In the trailer, you see massive kaijus fight each other. Yes. Is she controlling one of them? So, yes. yes. So, like, all her powers, all her witch powers are channeled through her hair, and that's why she always has a different yeah. haircut in these games. Same. <laughs> well, Same yeah, <laughs> her hair's actually just as shiny as yours at the moment. Yeah, that's Thanks. true. <laughs> Audio <laughs> listeners. People <laughs> often say I, I, I look like character from Bayonetta. Yeah. yeah. I got that often. It, it, to me, because I'm, I'm with you, Jesse, I've never played a Bayonetta game, but they, they, they look, they look like games that I imagine would be massive in Japan because they've got yes. like that, that arcade vibe to them, don't they? You know, I, I don't know. It, it, it looks like sort of thing where you get, points for certain attacks and stuff and it's sort of like you want to be stylish on the as well as once. Yeah. yeah like you see like a massive like, like x32 on the side and, and be like savage combo and yeah and, and stuff like that kind yeah. of like the level he put like the devil may cry aspect yeah. of that is absolutely yeah it, like what bayonet does and i think part of the reason why bayonet has got this sort of like legendary status around it is because bayonetta one came out for i believe it was the ps3 and the xbox 360 and did pretty well, but the publisher wasn't happy with the the direction of Bayonetta 2. And so it was like, okay, well, I guess this is it. This is where this IP ends. And then Platinum went to Nintendo and went, hey, do you wanna? You know, Nintendo, who were legendarily kind of like, mm, no, you know, prim and proper, stiff, not very fun. And they looked at it and went, shit, yeah, that looks cool. Put it on the Wii U. Let's fucking go. And, like, <laughs> it sold two it was Wii U's. Really good. So, it so, sold so you two are, four. I think you two like the Bayonetta franchise. Are you excited for three? Did, did this trailer kind of capture you? Because as somebody who's learned the Bayonetta, it, it didn't do nah. much for me. I mean, what to, to stood out to me the most? Like I've seen this before. What stands out to me the most is actually the visuals. I I always thought mm. that um, Bayonetta one and two, along with Similar platinum games from that era, like Metal Gear Rising, had a very 360 kind of look about them. Early 360 character models were really shiny. Lighting was still didn't really exist. <laughs> kind of looks like um, when you watch an old Pixar movie and you're like, the scene isn't lit. What what's going on here? Um, whereas this one here looks a lot like Astral Shade. Um, it looks stylish. It looks really good mm. for a Switch game. Um, that's what kind of jumps out to me about it is that. Like, this looks like they're finally taking a step forward as Platinum after Astral Chain. Yeah. I did like the part where she surfed on a crocodile. That was <laughs> yeah. pretty fucking cool. Oh, like, yeah. if that was you're the in, game, buddy, give me you're a big in. chunk I think of crocodile surfing, maybe. 
I think the best way I heard Bayonetta 2 described to me was the opening fight for Bayonetta 2 is more insane than the closing moments of most hard action games in terms oh, of yeah. just how bombastic <laughs> and over the top it is. And it's just a like a visual feast. And that's the sort of thing I'm really hoping for from Bayonetta 3 is the, the slightly silly tongue-in-cheek jokes, the, you know, slightly... Um, obvious sexual innuendo and stuff like that and just all all of the fun silly moments that come with bayonetta as a whole i'm just that's what i'm looking forward to that's what she has like she has a cool sidekick that's pretty much um old mate from lethal weapon (laughs) at the beginning of the second one she's hanging out with um joe pesci is that what i'm thinking wait she like it's a legit on the nose like recreation of his character. <laughs> See, finally you came around to something that interests me in this game. Now. It's just a little odd thing, and it's really strange because it's um what I initially found charming about Bayonetta was some of these weird, quirky, off kilter, humorous moments. Um, but you play the first game, and it is very it, it can be rather serious and kind of boring cutscene wise. It doesn't quite live up to the height set by the combat itself. Um, mm. But yeah, no, they do some interesting stuff with those characters. If we are a cross-section for the world's population, and I think we are uh, looking at us and what we all represent, um, it looks like, to me, I think this is going to be attractive to people who have played Bayonetta games before. Um, Mm. It hasn't done anything to sell it to me personally. And even you talking about it, I'm like, yeah, it's, it could be fun, I'm maybe. Good. But it, it it feels like something I might play when I come over to your house, Simon, and yeah, and, and I'll give it a whirl then. But I'm not I'm not buying this. Well, moving on, and speaking of sex symbols, Kirby in the Forgotten Land coming out <laughs> spring next year. I mean, he is um, as far as I, well I known for sucking first... things, isn't he? Ooh. I was avoiding that joke, Simon. I was avoiding that. I thought we take the high road here. You just okay. called him a sex symbol. Just... There is no high road. <laughs> because it is Kirby. He was talking it's about me curve. because I'm going to talk about Kirby. Obviously. <laughs> exactly. Jeez. Now, as far as like, I know, this is the first proper 3D Kirby open world game. Mm-hmm. Oh, so is that right? This kind of looks really 3D world to me. Do we know if it's like open world? I, want, I do want to say I yeah. also predicted this game getting announced. I called out a Kirby 3D adventure game um, and every Congrats. dream has come true. Uh, there's no way I would have been interested in another 2D side-scrolling Kirby game. <laughs> and then they're just like, yo, yeah, let's do it. To death. Let's Odyssey it. <laughs> you know, let's breath the wild. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. It, this looks very much like Mario Odyssey. So it's going to have Kirby going around, you know, th- actual 3D map from, like, from what I can tell from that trailer, it's going to be a proper 3D world. That... He's like a post-apocalyptic wasteland. It looks like The Last of Us running through a Nintendo, like running through the Mario Odyssey yep. and, um, engine. Yeah, dude. It is not what I would have expected. But as um, Kirby, you go around, there seems to be a fair bit of combat in here. You're picking up power-ups. You're sucking in all directions. Um, this looks good. I'm not mm. a big... I don't really buy into like you know the, the Nintendo's sort of like mascot games because i don't really care for their mascots that much but this just looks like a proper good game like take kirby out of it and i'll still be interested in this. well i, I, I tell you world, what I, can I say why is the world ended it's, it's what did kirby do it's really interesting that you say take kirby out of it and you'd still be interested my first thought was why is this a kirby game like don't don't get me wrong i don't i don't mind but to have this setting that they've created here 
this could be anything. And are you excited to see Kirby sing Future Days by Pearl Jam at some point? <laughs> I, 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 yes, but the, 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 but the setting, the setting itself, you can put any anything in there, and instead of putting anything in there, they put they put Kirby and some very playful looking little dogs that are apparently enemies um, as well. But yeah, I, I, I just I think it's an interesting choice. I'm not sure. That, like, uh, for example, I reckon that could be an interesting way for a Mario game to go. Is you know, to, what's what's ne- what the, what's the next setting for for a Mario game? We've done space. We've done uh, holiday destination. We've done a castle and paintings. The only thing left is an abandoned city, obviously. Yeah. So let's chuck okay, Mario. This is my in idea. There. This is how you started off with Mario. Okay, the game starts off as Doctor Mario. Okay, you play one level of Doctor Mario, and the doctor says. At the end of the mission, you beat the mission and says, he's okay, but he's in a coma. Fades to black. <laughs> then it fades fades back in. It says 30 days later. Nice. Mario wakes up. He walks out to the ruins of New Donk City. Okay. It is, you know, your zombie film then. I'd watch it. I'd play it. Anyway, yeah. back to Kirby. And, and Chris um, Pratt doing that? Whew, nail it. <laughs> We'll deal with him shortly. Um, anyway, back back to Kirby. I personally am pretty keen on this because I don't know. I've never massively gotten into Kirby's franchise as a whole. His epic uh, yarns. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I I really like a lot of the settings and like Planet Robobot. Awesome awesome theme and like apparently a really fucking good game but it's just one of those things that's never really jumped out to me and god yeah play this now i'm looking at it and i'm like all right i want to i want to sink my teeth into this i want to i want to play this i definitely want to get like proper invested into it and there's there's a lot about it which i just i feel like it doesn't it feel was, like filler yeah yeah i, I feel like it's it like Kirby's it, first proper game <laughs> if it was any other franchise than Kirby, I think it would be maybe a little bit too depressing of a setting and maybe a little bit too bleak, and they wouldn't be able to pull it off well, as like this, hey, fun, still kind of happy, charming little Last adventure that works. Kirby's going on. Yeah, but Last of Us also is incredibly depressing. And <laughs> yeah, but it works. I mean, nobody's going, nobody's, nobody's playing Last of Us and going, fuck, I wish Kirby was in this. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Okay. You've read my fanfiction. <laughs> okay. It gets wild. But like it the last house comparison's there because of the um Ruined the city. landscape. It's destroyed cities and it's all overgrown and stuff like that. But it's so weird that me being a, a, a PlayStation fan, I like, you know, you big narrative driven, epic, mainly post apocalyptic games that um Sony does. This is such like a a temptation toward Nintendo. They've piqued my interest with the setting because it, it feels mm. so not Nintendo, but done in, in this very um, imaginative and accessible way. I, I, I am I'm going to play this game just because I need to know how this happened. <laughs> why is the world destroyed? Okay, okay. Why, I, there's got to be something good there. But but here's here's, an, do here's all a Nintendo thing. games happen within the same universe? Is it like a, a like a shared universe? Like. Is Mario dead in this? <laughs> well, is this like an Infinity no. War level uh, sort of destruction? <laughs> I I would be concerned if you were playing purely to find out why the world looks like it does, because there is a strong chance you won't find that out. 
Um, yeah. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Criti- I'm not criticizing Nintendo's ability to tell a story. They they tell some wonderful stories, um, but there is a strong chance that it is just somebody's created this cool setting and gone. Let's put one of the characters in this. And they've, See, they've I don't gone. know. I would love I feel if like... Kirby meets other characters who are trying to solve the mystery of what's happening, and they find like a great battle against like you're thinking some, like, of Scooby Doo, Jesse. Um, that's a different. <laughs> but the Kirby's on 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 its own little mission. Kirby's like, just minding his <laughs> own business, not being involved with the apocalypse. None of that matters. Yeah. He needs to find his friend who was a green balloon. <laughs> yeah. Well, like <laughs> that would be yeah. that would be fantastic. Like Kirby's always had kind of like a dark edge to it, right? Uh, people have. Like Wait, especially no, recently. Fuck no, you can't just say that. Oh like, my god. What? Like genuinely, has no dude. Has the deepest law. Like Splatoon tier law. Yeah. Not even Wait. kidding. He fights like weird, like hey, guys. <laughs> we are throwing around words like the language doesn't matter anymore, okay? What do you mean Splatoon levels of law? Okay. What does <laughs> that mean? All right. Okay. We'll get, we'll get this is the first Nintendo podcast. I'm <laughs> Blown away. Okay. What do you mean Kirby has law? Okay, what so law? It's in, a ball. In one of the games, I forget exactly which one, um, but Kirby hops from planet to planet, you know, going around and doing whatever he does. And one of the planets that you can visit is a ruined Earth. It's a it's an Earth in an ice age. Like you can see mm. the outline of the continents, and it is frozen entirely. And you can go and visit that planet and, you know, everything's all snow-themed because, you know, Ice Age, what have you. But there is actual precedence for planet Earth existing in Kirby's universe, and it's in an Ice Age. So I was more leaning towards... Sorry, there's just, like, strange cosmic horror in Kirby games Mm. as you approach the end of it. Oh, yeah, that too. He he is he's um he's inspired by Cthulhu. Like he fights existence himself. <laughs> he's inspired by Cthulhu. It's pretty much it's pretty much it's pretty much Death Stranding. If anybody's played that, <laughs> okay, you're just getting a big old punch fight with a punching match with Troy Baker on the beach. Now I am much more intrigued to play Kirby and the Forgotten mm-hmm. Land Spring 2022. But we just touched on our next game, Splatoon. Splatoon three coming out next year. Um. They showed up the single player and the multiplayer. They unveiled the new city, which is named Splatsville. Um, and they brought back the Mammillions, who will be a uh, major focus of the single player campaign. These little Deepest wet, fairy, awful, just godless creatures. What? They're mammals. They're bringing mammals back to yeah. this world that's been taken over by squids. Yeah. <laughs> Right. But why, why, why? Okay, so Splatoon... They, so uh, all, the pe- all the people in the game are squids, right? No. I don't... Oh, no. God. Well, sort Elf. of. But, right, Splatoon lore for you. Basically, Ugh. planet Earth got completely ruined by natural disasters. As the sea levels rose, a new type of squid life evolved, which is why there was that weird, like, squid researcher person that, like, sort of announced the game at the end and did that weird pose for number three. Oh, anyway. That was good. <laughs> um... So he's a a researcher, but all human life is extinct, like gone. All the mammals are thought to have disappeared because and Kirby the sea is levels going rose. to find them. Yeah, <laughs> Kirby Kirby's on his own little mission. He might just pop in for for like maybe like tea, some breakfast, just every once in a while. You just see him there, and you're like, oh, hello, Kirby. Um, <laughs> so just wait, wait quickly before you go on about Splatoon anymore. 
is is wait, okay, wait, is Kirby male or female? Male, male, male. So is Kirby named Kirby because he's curvy? No, no. Okay, go on. <laughs> Thought that would have been his fucking law. <laughs> I mean, but no, so he's between curvy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's platoon law, basically. <laughs> massive natural disaster on planet Earth. Sea levels rose, wipes out all of humankind, thought to have wiped out all of the mammals, and a new type of squid life evolved, which is the characters that you see in Splatoon. And, you know, they, having discovered remnants of past humans thought, oh, you know what, maybe we could reenact some of the fun games that they used to play and decided, you know what, Team Deathmatch is the best one. Let's fuck about with that and just play War. essentially paintball. War is the best. <laughs> play That's paintball. quite a leap in logic to go from like, oh, you know, we found the remnants of human beings. Uh, let's have paint wars. Like, <laughs> let's do it. They could have... They- Nintendo didn't have to come up with law for this. But they did. <laughs> like a bunch of squids that play paint. The weird judge cat or also has ink like... Because they're squids. Ink. Mm. Uh, wait, wait. They're throwing ink on each other. Yeah. Where do you think the ink comes Not from, Jesse? too blue here. That's basically a cum fight then. I don't think squid ink works the way you think it works. <laughs> I think you might need to know. take a very basic squid biology lesson. What do you think he's been putting yeah, in what? his hair? Squid <laughs> ink. There's actually no hair there. I'm bald. I just cover it <laughs> with shiny really. black squid oil. <laughs> My hair tastes weird. <laughs> okay, Splatoon 3, though. The actual game itself. Yeah, the actual game itself. Um, did we get excited about this? Yes. This looks fun. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It didn't sell me as much as the, the initial reveal because remember when that first reveal came out, a lot of people were thinking this this could possibly be on you know the Switch Pro, which everyone thought was going to be a big thing at the time, because it just looked a bit better than other Switch games. It still looks good. Mm. It still looks graphically really good. Yeah, and I believe really, it's really fun. Like a whole new engine over Splatoon Two as well. Like yes. when the first trailer came out, people picked it apart and they're like. This looks really similar, but it's actually so much better because of these reasons. Um, so, it's, again, it's an example of Nintendo kind of pushing towards another new generation. Oh. Hmm. All right. I'm intrigued by this. But rolling on to what I would say is the biggest news. Oh, hmm. The second biggest piece of news to come out of this whole showcase. Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack. Yeah. Basically, Nintendo Switch Online is going to get a bunch of old school 64 games. Oh, yeah. And the expansion pack is going to be a bunch of Sega Genesis games, which I did not see that part coming. That caught me by surprise. I'm excited. I'm really excited for this 64 pack because I've never, I never got a chance to play some of these games. So the list of games, we've got Dr. Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Mario Tennis, Sin and Punishment, Star Fox, Super Mario, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, which is a perfect game to reveal this with. Winback, COVID Operations, Yoshi's Story, and then that's it. I thought I had one more. Did you say Banjo-Kazooie? still good. Soon. We'll get to that. Okay. I consider myself pretty pretty up to date with all these video games. A Winback? Are you guys familiar with Winback? I, so look I am this not up. familiar I looked with into this a little bit. I looked into this a little bit because I saw a lot of sort of, um, a lot of the outlets I listen to, like other podcasts and stuff yeah. like that. A lot of, say, the, the older host. We're excited for this one. This was almost Nintendo's version of Metal Gear Solid. They wanted like a stealth action game. Okay. And they were all shocked that this came out. I was just listening 
two I can't remember what podcast it was before, but they were saying that this is Nintendo's way to avoid those like weird emails I get at two AM from the one Winback fan in three years' time being like, Where's Winback? Yeah. They're getting we'll getting get in early. Um, and then on the uh, the Sega Genesis Mega Drive games, we've got Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra Hardcore, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Echo the Dolphin, fuck yeah, Golden Axe, fuck yeah, mm. Gunstay Heroes, Musha, Fantasy Star 4, Pio Pio, but that's in Japan only, Rise Star, Shining Force, Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Streets of, Streets of Rage 2, and Stride. And then in future, they showed us a few games that could be coming in future, We've got Paper Mario, and then probably more importantly, Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. How they've worked out oh. the licensing with Rare and Microsoft is beyond how has me that on happened? this one. How, how has that actually happened? Microsoft Simon? just wants to play nice. Mm. No. Um, there's true. actually a couple more uh, future mm. N64 games as well that they've confirmed are coming, Ooh. including Majora's Mask, uh, Mario Golf, Pokemon Snap, F-Zero X, Kirby 64, The Crystal Shards, uh, and then for Ooh. Japan only, they're getting custom Robo and custom Robo Two. Man, now, I'm I'm so ready for some Paper Mario in Australia. Mm. Um, mm. Their online service, which look is shit, it's garbage, and I'm very excited about adding a bunch of games to it. So you know, you get a bit more bang for your buck. But I would have really liked for them to fix up their services a little bit. At the moment, that is thirty dollars for a full year in Australia. That will increase, I reckon. That, that, yeah, I mean that's the that's so, the expansion pack, right? Yes, yeah. So the expansion pack, the expansion gives you N sixty four and the Genesis games. Um, I th- I could be misremembering this, but I believe they mentioned some form of online functionality with some of these games. Yeah, so the the online games because a lot of these old school games relied on sort of couch multiplayer, mm. uh, like. Mario Kart and stuff like that. That's the ultimate party game. It's going to be online. This is fantastic. This is the coolest thing about this set coming is everyone is going to be playing Mario Kart again. Everyone. I'm going to be the, the loser who can't play it. Yeah. Like, just like <laughs> it used to be. <laughs> Guys can attest to how bad I am at Mario Kart. Yeah, he's not good. And Simon. Yeah. Oh, look. Crash wow. Team Racing. And then oh, hell play. yeah. But so it's th- like we said, it's 30 bucks at the moment. What do we see they're going up to? So not even including expansion pack, this will increase. I I will guarantee this is I, going up to. I don't think it will increase without without the expansion pricing. Um, because I think, I think this is going up to fifty bucks a year, easy. I think that would be with with the expansion. Yes, it will be fifty bucks um, a year. But I don't. I on its own, just the base version of Nintendo Switch Online is not going to be changing as ter- in terms of price point. That is going to remain the same. Uh, I, I just that's don't, why, don't that's see why they announced the expansion pass. Mm. But that's why Isn't it's that the idea. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the idea. The the mm, and I so, don't know. They're not going to increase the base price. Then say also, char- like we're going to charge you more to get the N sixty four and Genesis stuff. Simon, I'd like to meet. You, I'd like you to meet my friend Nintendo. Clearly, you two haven't met. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're going to. Words hurt, Jesse. I mean, words hurt. I all I'm saying is Nintendo's been real shitty about stuff lately. Now this is good, but I'm also worried. Like, but why? This, why this, would they increase? It's the, going to come at a price, a literal price. Well, yeah, let's be fair that's, as that's well, though. Because every single person will pay it. If if it goes, if it's fifty dollars for a year, that's all right. That's still 
That's crazy value still. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm that's not going to say it's becoming a ripoff. I thought things is a stupidly good value, but I think this will increase. I think it's Look. with Nintendo Switch Online. Like I said, the sales are shit, but I think we're kind of getting what we pay for. It comes to what like three bucks a month or something like that. Something stupid. Something. I, I think they'll start adding some improvements, and they'll kind of be like, "Well, we're going to increase price because of this." No, that's mm-hmm. why they're selling the expansion pack. Is to Obviously, they're offering it with the Nintendo 64 stuff and the Genesis stuff as like, hey, look, you pay us a bit more money or we will give you this stuff because, let's be honest, the Super Mario 3D All-Stars pack was a testing ground for the N64 emulator that is going to be running. Let's... Oh, okay. That's exactly what that was. We're, We're having a bet right now on this. The loser has to lick a Switch cartridge to... That pack that did come out, was that frame rate boosted? No, I don't think I believe so, yeah. It's a disappointment. It has to be, because uh, like, yeah, Mario 64 ran aren't. at like 15 for us, like 15 frames per second. These retro games coming to Switch aren't going to be frame rate boosted. And they're not going to be upraised or anything like that. It's going to be no, pretty no. pretty raw. They're just going to be, they're going to be straight mm. ports. Um, but nevertheless, the N64 emulator itself that's doing all the legwork that's entirely what the uh, what the Mario 3D All Stars collection was a uh, testing. Well, testing. Gaz, out. I know you're you're a bit of a fan of the old older Nintendo games. Oh, yeah. Are there any particular games in this list that you're just like, I'm going to get straight into it? Um. Well, look, I mean the, the the big the obvious ones are Ocarina of Time, which might might just be the greatest game ever made. Actually. Um, and I'll get to play it for the first time. Oh, you uh, lucky prop, son prop of a gun. That is insane. Don't you wish you were me? That is insane. That was See, everyone mocked me. Everyone mocked me for years. You haven't played this. You haven't played that. Now you want to be me with my shiny locks. I'm Dude. like Samson. You, it's like oh, when I, I discovered the Wii Shop channel. Changed my life forever. <laughs> the best music. Wii Shop channel, Ocarina of Time equivalents. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what? They've, they've got a couple of games in there that are sort of madly underrated. Do you know which one I think is a hugely underrated game? Is Mario Tennis. It's it's actually great. Like, I'm I I cannot wait to be sitting on my sofa playing Mario Tennis again. Um, even you're weird. Cool. This is why you and I get along, Gaz. Mm. I agree because that's one of the only Nintendo games I played when I was younger, and I thought it was sick. And I, that, that's the only game that I played that I got jealous that other people had. And I think <laughs> it's still like consoles for. It's probably the best one in the franchise. Like you could argue that easy. I think uh, so. like all the other ones have see, just been kind of like polished up a little bit. See to go to go against the grain here. I think the GameCube version is probably the most definitive version, but mm. I think. The N64 version is still my favorite, regardless of that, because I just have so many memories of Gaz, you and me just playing it. Oh, yeah. And me being too young to understand being really shit. Yeah, because you just kept hitting B. So every single one of your shots was a little back backhand slice. So just the the blue, the blue sort of uh, flame behind your ball, whereas I was going A, B, smash every time. So purple, boom, killing you every time. You did not understand okay, what was when happening. this eventually drops, we're going to have a Twitch event, twitch.tv forward slash story mode AUS. We're going to have a Twitch event, okay? Evans versus Evans. We are deciding which is the more powerful sibling. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah. We, the- and the loser loses the Evans name. 
Forever. Yeah. Pretty the high winner stakes. gets surname of Evans Evans. Wow. Okay, they claim the other Evans. A whole nother Evans. <laughs> this is, look, this is going to be our is um, a match Twitch content. As soon as this drops, it's going to be a Twitch com- content for months. A match up Just me from... playing old 64 games. Let me do my pun, Jesse. God. It's a, oh, it's yeah. a match Go up ahead. from the Evans. Uh, Evans. Yeah. Dory yeah. listeners, he's only on for one episode. Um, uh, I'm on next week as well. <laughs> Too bad. Oh, fuck no! <laughs> <laughs> But talking about some of the, um, like one of the more surprising ones being Banjo-Kazooie and the licensing oh, that, yeah. you know, that revolves around that, that opens the door for some other fucking oh, amazing don't games. Don't even I'm get so me started. Don't. Like Banjo-Tooie, Donkey Kong 64, and motherfucking Conker's Bad, Conker's Fur, Bad Day. Fur Day. For the love oh. of God, please. I would actually murder a man. To if, get if that. this rare replay came to the Switch, uh, if 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 that came That's... to the Switch, I would buy another Switch just to say thank you, Nintendo, for doing that. <laughs> and uh, do you know what? And I'll buy an Xbox as well to say thanks, Microsoft, for letting it happen. And I'd <laughs> invest take over in a rare PlayStation. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll see how that pans pans out. Um, when does it all drop? I think the sixty four games come out. What? Next month. Next month. Next uh, it's yeah. So we're set to get more information within the next couple of weeks. Um, okay. But the membership plan is set to launch late October. Sorry, you just reminded me of something. Speaking of membership plan, members do can get their hands on the Nintendo sixty four and Sega Genesis controllers, yes. wireless controllers for your um for your switch now they are limited to one per customer like i said you have to be a member and they're going for 50 bucks a pop us so what's that like 325 dollars australian <laughs> probably say 100 bucks australian mm. uh, should be 80 look i can definitely see i'm gonna get one i can definitely see the want from there yeah i would say like i think i imagine simon you'll get one well because the other thing to remember is that these are bluetooth controllers so if you have a pc that is set up for bluetooth connectivity you can use it on your pc if you want to um Play some other N64 games with questionable legality. Yeah, I'm definitely going to nab one of these N64 controllers for sure. I was tempted to with the SNES ones when they did that. Yeah. um, Just for pure emulation, you know, PC gaming. Um, But N64 controller, 100%. Because so many games, like, you play Mario 64 on a Wii U gamepad. Man, you ain't playing Mario 64. That that joystick ain't (laughs) the same. No. I don't want to be the negative Nancy here, but maybe I'll wait till Nintendo can get their normal controllers right before I... Well, uh, talking about that, there actually has been a massive decrease in reports of Joy-Con drifting. There has been... a it's not like COVID, though. We, re- we reached maximum saturation and sus the tip. No. Um, like, they, so many people got drift and nobody else can get drift now. <laughs> I've gotten drift on four controllers. Fight me. Um... <laughs> But no, there, there's not unsubstantial amount of claims basically saying that Nintendo have secretly patched out uh, some of the issues that could be causing drift, some of the some of the registration issues. Not on not on my fucking controller. They haven't. Nintendo, you be here for my lawyers. <laughs> you have no Just lawyers. Me writing an email. No. <laughs> Fair enough. Moving along to a game that really came out left field for me. Chocobo GP, come there next yes, year. Let's yeah. go. It's, it's Final Fantasy Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. 
cool. But it um, <laughs> literally is. Like, it literally is. Yeah. yeah. That's so strange. So, one thing that bugged me is when I think tr- here, Chocobo GP, and I know there are a lot of Chocobo racing mini games in Final Fantasy. I thought you were going to be racing on Chocobos, which are, you know, yellow emus. I thought you'd be racing them, but everyone's got a car. What the fuck is this? Putting a Chocobo in a car. This is an emu farm. That's nonsense. I mean, hang on. Wait. If we want to talk about ridiculous racing games, let's talk about the fact that there's a, uh, there's a Sonic game involving racing and he's in a car. He's supposed to be the fastest <laughs> fucking creature alive. Do you think Usain Bolt doesn't drive some places? <laughs> I mean, if it's 100 metres down the road, I don't think there's any point. He does that running. He's putting his feet Called up. Called a handicap. He's got that movie money now, okay? Him and him and whoever voiced him in the film chilling in their cars now. They're being driven around now, okay? It's hard to run when you've got the weight world on your shoulders. Yeah, but um, you're not... I mean, if you're Sonic the Hedgehog, you've got really small shoulders, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. It makes it, makes it even harder. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but check about race GP. Did anyone expect this? No, not in the no. slightest. Is no. this? Is it, can, can I ask? Does anyone know? Is this literally using like the Mario Kart engine? Because I, it seems that way. Everything it's, was the same, but it just happened to be a Chocobo sitting in the little cart rather than. I think that's what, a that's like a Mario Kart DLC. I feel like that's got to be a credit to the game. Yeah, that, honestly, with yeah, Mario Kart absolutely. Eight looking as good yeah. as it does. Uh, it, 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 in the trailer, what? they even sort of. Gave a little wink to it. They were like, uh, and dash to the finish. It's like they are deliberately pointing out that this is the same game, which is is fine. Well, but like it looked very, very similar to Mario Kart, but not as good as Mario Kart. Yeah. And that's why I wish they did something different. Because if this was Mm. a game where you're running around on Chocobos, it could have been, it would have just been funny by its very nature. Yeah. It would have been fun. You ride on these dumb birds. You launch these like godly Final Fantasy style powers at each other. Yeah. It's insanity. But now it's just like somebody's riding a bird, but I've got a car. <laughs> yeah, there definitely was. There was the Chocobo racing game on PS One. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, the, we have had Chocobo GP. I think as a franchise, as an IP. Were before. they cars or was it just birds? I thought it was. No, just I think birds. it was cars. I didn't play it. Cars. I want just I think, bird I think, racing. I think there was a car one. It might have been on the. Game Boy Advance off the top of my head. I could be wrong on that. And, you know, if that's the case, and so be it. But I'm pretty sure we've had a Chocobo GP game before. It might have been on the Game Boy Advance or the, or the DS. Um, it was a very weird game. I don't think it did particularly well. Um, but yeah, it is very. <laughs> I don't know why I, I don't see this doing right, to be honest. I, no. I think people just be like, this isn't Mario Kart. I thought this was Mario Kart. I've been tricked. <laughs> Where's the bird? <laughs> Yeah. Does the Chocobo get to drive the car? I mean, he's got little rocket-powered skate shoes or something, I think. Cute. Exactly, give him all the... Oh, I don't know. This, this, Shadow the Hedgehog, eat your heart out. This just <laughs> bugged bug me out a little bit. I, this this could have been something really fun and unique, but it feels like a bit of a, an empty I agree. mimic. I agree. Hmm. It's, it's silly. There's Why? Why have you done that? And now I can't make the joke to my partner who loves Final Fantasy games when I, I start complaining about all the different Final Fantasy spin-offs and blah, blah, blah. And I always say, what, what's next? The fucking Final Fantasy card game? They took that from me and they didn't even make it good. Yep. <sighs> Fuck's sake. I like to think that someone at all Square right. just did it to spite you. I think they do a lot Jesse of things to spite me, to be honest. Very paranoid. 
But we are up to the uh, Simon Evans Power Hour portion of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're about two is this, games is this a good time for me to go and have... top up my drink and find <laughs> the probably, house? To, and... to be honest, it probably is, to be honest. Yeah. Um, okay, we're going to start you off. I don't, I don't even have notes for these because I don't need to. No, you don't. First up, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Yes. The okay. new DLC, Monster Hunter Rise, coming out mid next year. Yeah, we'll go for it. Um, so basically, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak is to be to Monster Hunter Rise as Iceborne was to Monster Hunter World. So, for uh, a little bit of background info, previously um, with Monster Hunter games, we'll get like the base version, so Monster Hunter 3 or Monster Hunter 4, and then we'll normally get an expanded version of the game about a year and a bit later. Um, so, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, etc. They kind of bucked the trend with Monster Hunter World and instead did a paid DLC expansion pack and called it Iceborne. And it worked really well. It introduced a lot of the same mechanics that we were used to from the ultimate versions of the previous games, such as the G rank and a few new monsters and a few new locales and, you know, etc., etc. This looks to be very much the same sort of thing. Now, one thing I find particularly interesting is Monster Hunter Rise conceptually has gone for like a yokai style, like Japanese monsters and like... The theming for the for for the for the creatures. This with Sunbreak, it looks like they're going for more Western style demons and monsters. And in fact, the monster that was shown in the very brief little trailer is it looks basically like a vampire. And I'm pretty keen on that. So, so we're gonna the, we're gonna look a look at the new Elder Dragon, we? yeah, yeah. So that's the which will be like the flagship monster for this. Yeah, so DLC. that looks to be the flagship monster. I imagine we'll get a handful of other Western-inspired monsters. Um, so you know, maybe like a Wendigo or um, like a Chupacabra. You know, all t- there's so many cool, Hells, yeah, like monsters you could choose from. Hell yeah! Um, so it goat be- sucker, they call them. That's what they call Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not Chupacabra. Wendigo, um, Chupacabra, so- Kirby, they're all in there. Yeah. They're Absolutely. All, in there. <laughs> all the dangerous cryptids. Wouldn't be complete without Kirby. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, we're set to receive a bit more information at the Tokyo Game Show, um, which is coming up relatively soon as well, I believe. The month, month and a bit? I think. A month and a half? Yeah. Roughly, roughly. So we're going to get a fair bit more information there. But yeah, um, and normally there'll be... So I'm expecting we'll get a G-rank upgrade. So you normally do low rank, then high rank, and then G-rank, or as it's been referred to in Iceborne, master rank, um, which basically means monsters are even tougher. The armor you get is even cooler, um, looks a little bit different, has some different skills and stuff attached to it. And hopefully we'll see a handful more returning monsters as well, because I still want to see uh, my favourite monster come back. In that Which is? Pookie Pookie. Pookie Pookie, yes. <laughs> Pookie Pookie's already in the game. <laughs> yeah, bring him back. Bring, give, have a, have a, give him a friend. What, bring him back twice. There you go. Legia Chris was, yeah, or whatever is a good call, though, if they did do that. Yeah. Is swimming Legia Chris, in rice? Le- no, it isn't. Okay, um, all right. Because I'd, I'd appreciate you know, an on, on ground battle. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Because we've had on ground Legia Chris before in Generations and Generations Ultimate, um, which 
mostly felt really good actually there was there was yeah. some really cool uh moves that he had available to him but yeah maybe they maybe they'll bring swimming back in a slightly unique way because they they brought back the flooded forest as a map which was again from try which had swimming in it and they revamped the map to make it way more accessible and way more fun and so i don't see why we couldn't get you know slightly more water-based monsters returning as well so fingers crossed very much looking forward to that. Do you hate me that I picked up this game on launch day because you were so hyped for it? The hype was contagious. I went and got it. I have played seven, maybe ten minutes <laughs> of the game. Now, it was a solid ten minutes. I liked it for the ten minutes I played it. I also played the demo. I probably played played more of the demo than I have of the actual game. I liked it. Jesse, you're enjoying hurting him so much with this. I, I was going to say, you're enjoying that, this too it, much. It, I'm annoying myself that I couldn't click with it. Yeah. It felt weird because I, I I loved World. I love Monster Hunter World. Is one of the Monster Hunter World is one of the best games I've played in the last ten years. I adored it. Hell yeah! But I like playing it on a big screen. I can't. It it feels weird playing on a small screen. I know you can play your Switch on the big screen, but ugh, what, what are you doing? You know that uh, like you that. know that episode in The Simpsons when like Lisa breaks Ralph's heart. And Bart's like, look, you can see the moment when his heart actually breaks. I just saw that <laughs> people, happen to People Simon. at home, like, I can't quite see what he's doing, but I can guarantee you Simon is going through his stuff in his room to show me Monster Hunter things that he bought. I'm going to guess this is the special edition you bought when you got Monster Hunter Rise. Am I correct? Uh Look, Don't put it away. No, no, no. <laughs> that isn't the reason why, uh, why I got my Switch out. I got my Switch out just to compare playtime because... Uh, 155 <laughs> hours or more, according to my Switch, of Monster Hunter That's Arise. way less than I expected from you, to be honest. Well, that's the thing, because um, uh, a lot of a lot of people sort of found that the base game of Rise, whilst very good, very fun and enjoyable, overall kind of lacked um, in regards to the end game. There wasn't as much to do as you might have thought or hoped. Um, and so we've been being, uh, we've been getting like event quests uh, I think it was like every every week or every two weeks, uh, which is now I think spread out to one a month. And some of those are really cool. Like you get a few like fun collaborations, and you get like a Capcom collaboration which like crosses over with Street Fighter, and you've got one with Mega Man and one with Akami and stuff like that. So there's some really cool stuff to do in game now, but it's still not enough as like a repetitive, you know, thing to play through. Once you've got a handful of things that you want. It. like you, you're like okay i'm done with this game for now and i co- go back to it every month or so and just play through whatever new has been added and you know mess around with mates and stuff but yeah definitely we, we are absolutely waiting for this big dlc and to be honest it came a lot sooner than i was expecting i was expecting it to be maybe the end of next year so yeah pretty happy pretty happy with that well, to move on to the second half of the uh, Simon Evan Power Hour, we have the game formerly known as Project Triangle Strategy, now renamed officially as Triangle Strategy, which comes out March 4, 2022. Simon, you're pumped for this. Oh, okay, yeah. this is not a game that I will touch with 10 foot pole, but it looks stunning. Mm. This is one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. So. Following the same 2.5D HD graphic style of my very beloved Octopath Traveler, this game just looks and feels so 
so damn fun to play. The entire concept of triangle strategy is that there are three warring nations. Uh, Your main character is best mates with your nation's prince, um, and a whole bunch of shit goes down. The prince's family get assassinated. You take him in under you know your own protection and then you have to defend your home from the invading forces and then you've got to figure out how you're going to retaliate and then there are different campaigns that you can play through as the other the other nations and it looks really fucking good if you enjoy strategy games such as advanced wars fire emblem that sort of stuff this game is absolutely going to be for you you have certain moments where you have to make a decision Um, So in the demo, which you can download now, you can, uh, essentially, when you go through the the prologue, you, ah, do we we protect the prince and, you know, fight against the invaders? Or do we hand him over and try and, you know, bargain for peace? And the prince is like, no, 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 I'm going to hand myself over and bargain for peace. This isn't fair on you guys. You guys don't have to put your homes at risk. It's not fair. And then you can as you, the main character, go around and talk to everyone else and try and see how they feel, try and find out some more information from the townsfolk and be like, okay, well, how do you feel about it? As a member of this village that I own, essentially, how do you feel? And they're like, well, I mean, I know that there's a couple of like hidden traps that we could use to defend ourselves and stuff like that, so might not be too bad of a fight. We have the home advantage. And you go, oh, okay, yeah, that's true, that's interesting. And then you go and talk to someone again, and you give them this information, you're like, yeah, but... You know, we've got those hidden traps. We can we can turn the tide of battle really quickly. And they go, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Then you go into a voting stage and everyone votes on whether or not they should hand over the prince. And depending on your outcome, you either have a, like, huge battle play out and it's really fun and you can set off all sorts of booby traps, or you have a completely different scene and it plays out entirely differently. So there's, like, your choices genuinely matter as to how the narrative itself is going to play out. And that's one of the things I'm really excited for, for this, is that it, it it's not like, uh, you know, how do I respond to this person? Honestly, sarcastically, tell them to go fuck themselves and get into a bar fight with them, like yeah. Fallout tends to do. It's it, like genuine importance. Now, where does the geometry come into this? Um, well, basically every... What exactly is this triangular strategy? So every three turns you get... Oh my God, there's actually a fucking reason for this. Oh, shit. <laughs> There isn't. I was just seeing. Oh no! <laughs> I got trapped. Out. But I think. I think. Okay. You're very excited about this game. I am. I'm not. So the main thing that I'm taking away is like, what's with the name? What's with the name? <laughs> Clearly, this is made by a Japanese team. These words are sort of nonsense words. I mean, look, and they just start to sound cool. They're, they're two look, words. Clock, that octopath traveler. Yeah, that's not. That's a nonsense word. Triangle strategy. Oct- octopath. I'm confused as to why it's receiving such heat. Like, it seems alright. No, like, it's not it's just exciting. Like, what but- odd name? Because they built up Project um, Triangle Strategy with its, like, working title. Yeah. So everyone's like, oh, cool, they're going to announce like, its real name. You thought it was going to have, like, some, like, real, like, majestic sort nah, of name. Man. Nah, man. Nah. 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 Nobody they, hates it. They did the it's same like, thing with oh, Octopath Traveler. Okay. Octopath Traveler say, was Project Octopath Traveler. And I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds pretty cool. I hope <laughs> they keep the name and just drop the project. And sure enough, they did. And then same thing with Triangle Strategy. Like, oh, Project Triangle Strategy. And I'm like, yeah, I know what they're going to fucking do. Like, they're just going to drop the project. Gotham Racing. Even Gotham Racing now. Even Octopath has like, you know, fun, weird 
JRPG bullshit. Whereas like triangle strategy is literally just Matt's homework. You know, like, yeah, it doesn't sound fun. You don't go up to a kid and you yeah. go, hey, man, you tried project. Have you tried triangle strategy? Kid's going to be like, no, I'm playing threes on my like- iPhone. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> triangle strategy is like you forgot, like, the the term for algebra. It's like, oh, the triangle, <laughs> I don't know. All right, well, moving on. Now, if you thought if you thought the name Triangle Strategy was fucked, strap in because we're about to go through the Mario movie casting. So the Super Mario movie um, is coming out uh, December 21st next year, I believe. It was finally revealed. It's been boiling around for, for a little bit now, but we finally got the cast of this film. Now, we're going through one by one. Have a quick discussion about every single choice because I think there's actually some really good choices here. Mm-hmm. But let's start off with the one that I think has got most people on edge. So when you think of Mario, you think of first thing that comes to mind, if it's not plumber, it's going to be Italian, okay? I always think Italian. I'm like, that Mario, he's Italian, okay? Well, his name is Mario. You can tell by the red overalls. His name's Mario. He's got the moustache. He's Italian. I don't think Nordic Midwestern actor Christopher, I'm a bit of a fuckhead prat. Now let's let's not go into you know his uh, his uh, the, the Pratt part of his name is quite Okay, I think uh, Pratt by nature. Yeah. Look, he's, he's he's done some some dodgy shit. But let's just look at this purely on its casting. Now, Gaz, you're the movie buff here. You know all the actors. You know your way around Hollywood. You know your wheelings and your dealings. Why did they do this? Because <laughs> and is it bad? I don't think it is. I actually don't think it is bad. Um, okay. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. We know that they're going to just play this film, do this film with American accents. They are they're, they're Italian yeah. Americans, according to Hollywood. Let's accept it. All right. They're walking here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very much. And <clears throat> I think that I hope that I, I think that a vibe that could work well for this film could be a Guardians-esque vibe, you know, something that doesn't take itself too seriously, something that kind of realises the um, the the shenanigan-esque nature of the of the source material. When you, if you if you try and adapt the Mario Bros to be a serious film, you're in trouble, all right? Because this is not going to be the Godfather. He's an Italian plumber saving his wife, girlfriend, friend, I don't know the exact relationship, from a turtle dinosaur. Yeah. It, this, this isn't, yeah, this isn't the Godfather. No. It's, it's not going to be. But what it could be is it could be a lot of fun um, with some heart in there as well. And I think that Chris, Chris Pratt is the perfect choice for this if it was made five years ago. There would be no eyebrows raised. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Look, I think my, I think this is going to be an overall kind of thing. Is, is he right? Everyone's looking for this to be like. Do we? It needs big actors. The fact that the actors are of this caliber means that they are taking this movie seriously. Yeah, this is a big true. film. This is a big deal. This is the biggest cast a video game movie has ever had. There's some effort going into this. Now, getting all these actors right isn't going to work. But 
I think every actor we're going to go through here, there's a very interesting take they could have on the characters. You don't have to have... Um, who's the guy who plays Mario originally? Charles uh, Martinet. Charles Martinet. Charles Martinet. You can't really have him doing his normal Mario voice and everything like that for a whole movie. It, that's not going to work. No. Yeah. Because no. it needs to be a certain... Depth, I mean, obviously range. he's a great voice actor, but I think there needs to be some genuine you know, range and another level of acting to it. I still think Chris Pratt's a really strange, strange choice. I would have liked it that they got somebody who sounds a bit Italian. Is he going to do an Italian accent, like even slightly? I really hope he doesn't because uh, no, if this no, time next can't. year we're discussing Nintendo putting out an no. official... No. Yeah, it's not happening. This time next year, Nintendo's going to put out an official apology <laughs> for Chris Pratt's <laughs> racist interpretation of Italian-Americans. Yeah. That is not what I saw in the Magic 8-Ball, okay? <laughs> that is not something I would have predicted. Well, if I'm being honest, Chris Pratt is the one that stands out to me right here as my this least favourite. My least favourite. This is okay. the one that makes me go, really? Yeah. The others seem like... They have some kind of thought behind of it. Of course, we got is it Anya yes. Taylor Joy well, we'll, from the we'll crown? Go, we'll, we're going to get through the rest of it in a moment. Yeah. The Queen's Gambit, excuse me. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, just the idea of Chris Pratt playing Mario is just I don't know. It's a little, a little too safe. I don't know. Safe. I don't know. For me, it's baffling because I feel like. Yes, I understand that Charles Martinet doing an extended, like, extended dialogue session as Mario will definitely get grating for your average viewer, for your average sort of movie goer. Uh, it, you know, fine. I completely understand and appreciate that. However, I feel like there are a million other people that you could have chosen that would have, I think, fit the ne- like the 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 charm of Mario way better than Chris Pratt and I completely understand from a Hollywood perspective they've just gone alright who's going to get like how are we going to get tickets sold I know Chris Pratt yeah let's get him in what still continues to baffle me though is the fact that Shigeru Miyamoto is heavily involved in the production of this and he greenlit it and went yeah alright that would do and Charles Martinet is going to be in the movie Mm. See, okay, this Somehow. is the part that I don't, I don't understand why people are angry about that part. Get him in because you want to, you want to uh, obviously, you know, support the his legacy on the series is huge. So you got to respect that. But having him, like, you think about a Mario game, like a mainline Mario game, there are like twelve lines of solid dialogue that he has, if that, like twelve words really, yeah. that are actual words at a at a maximum. He's going to need to, you know, speak and emote throughout this whole film. I think he does the sound effects fantastically. Uh, having him in the film is, is just a respectful thing to do. I think it's the right thing to do. But a lot of people are just like, he's right there. Just get him to play Mario. I think that's as bad a decision as having Chris Pratt yeah, play He's him. not an actor. I, I think you, no. you can't just flip to the opposite. I think there are better actors somewhere in the middle that could play Mario. Now, I want to go around. Who do we think could play, could play Mario better? And isn't Danny DeVito? Joe Danny Pesci. DeVito. That's well, there, the there goes my fucking choice. <laughs> there's, there's, there's the correct answer. <laughs> yeah, the correct right, answer. Well, done. well, that works with... Okay, well, let's move on to the next guy because Danny DeVito's probably a good segue. To Charlie Day is Luigi. This is a masterstroke. Simon and I, inspired. Simon and I watched this. Simon <laughs> and I, we, we reacted to this live and I screamed out of frustration <laughs> because of Chris Pratt. 
I screamed in pure, unadulterated joy and excitement for Charlie Day. Cause I, yeah. Charlie Day is one of my favorite actors. I adore Charlie Day. I love Luigi. It's going to be such a baffling take, especially because when he was introduced, he's like, he'll be playing the shy yeah. brother. Timid. It's like, we call him Timid. Charlie. Yeah, like shy and timid. I'm like, Charlie, Charlie Day is Charlie Kelly. Like, there is no Charlie Day. Charlie yeah. Kelly from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That is not acting. That is him, as far as I'm concerned, okay? He doesn't do timid. No. He doesn't do timid. He's the wild card. There's going to be so many good memes and dubs that come out of this, but I agree. I think this is a really fun casting choice. And look, it's that same thing. Is Charlie Day Italian? I He is not. He's playing an Italian character here. But I think that whole thing, it leads into the... He seems a bit more charming, though. And that kind of works. I, I don't think that these actors necessarily have to be Italian. And I really hope they don't make them do over-the-top offensive Italian stereotype they accents. Because that's <laughs> fucking cooked. You can't do that. I just want to make these you know, fun characters. I think Charlie Day is a really, really good pick for that one. Yeah. Are yeah. so we all happy with Charlie? Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. I, th- I think yeah. Charlie Day is an excellent choice. You just know, you know that meme of like that school kid like with a vein popping out of his head, stressing out. You just know that that was one of the um, the you know studio heads wanting um, uh, Tom Holland to play Luigi. You know they wanted Tom Holland to play Luigi. Oh. I've just got this weird feeling they wanted Tom Holland and Chris. Oh Pratt my lord, Mario and Luigi. No, that yeah, that you could feel be, that though, yeah. can't you? They wanted it so badly. One hundred percent. Gross. Um, now I hope that um, they have the, a scene sorry, the of Luigi like with a keyboard just making up his own music <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh, oh, my, oh my god if, if they, if they play oh god um <laughs> fucking hell. well next up we've got anya taylor joy as peach i think this is perfect yeah she is absolutely delightful i love her i think <sighs> this is this is one of those casting choices that i feel like it's one of the only ones, I think, in this situation where if they suddenly put in a live action scene, done. Yep. That's it. I, that, that is the first thing I, th- I thought when I saw it. I'm like, yeah, no, she is Peach. Mm. This works. Now, um, Peach has historically been voiced by Nintendo employees, um, specifically from Nintendo of America. Big news for Anya, then. Which, um, <laughs> She's got herself a new job. <laughs> but I honestly think that Again, obviously, they they just do you know quick little voice lines here and there. I'll be like, "Oh, hey, can we borrow you for fifteen minutes in the recording booth?" Yeah, thanks. Not a big deal. But I think I, if we were to give it to a dedicated voice actor, or rather, just an actor in general, I think she is the perfect choice. You do bring up a, wait, you actually bring up a really um, big point here. How many of these actors have done voice acting before? Because of being a voice actor is not the same as being an actor. Mm. We've seen it, I think, really egregiously in um, watching watching What If, the Marvel What If mm-hmm. series lately. And old mate with the um, Sebastian Stan, great actor. As Winter Soldier, he's the best. As a voice actor, pretty bad. Now, Chris Pratt did the VO for the Lego movie, and mm. he was great in that. He so was. that gives me a little bit of hope. I don't know if Anya Taylor-Joy or Charlie Day have done any VO work. I believe most of the other ones have of the main cast. So it'll be interesting to see what what translate that translates there. Because like even in um there was a movie that came out recently, it was an animated film and it had um Who's Tom Holland's 
girlfriend? Zendaya. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, she was doing voice acting in, in something late and it was just didn't feel right. It felt really flat. Great actor. Fantastic actor. VO work is just... But I think that kind of brings me back to my point, though, with, like, with voice acting versus acting. Now, obviously, it's two very different of acting and they're both equally valid in their own right that's part of the reason why i feel like chris pratt is such a weird choice because charles martinet is an incredible voice actor like he voices parthenax in skyrim and the way he delivers those lines are awesome and you feel some of the the weight of what he's trying to convey so i feel like yes he could have maybe voiced mario but toned it down a little bit but then I, I, I don't still know. Think, like, I feel like I th- it's. I think that's I a big, a, another big. Work. That's a big stretch to go from, from from being a dragon on, it for, like a five minute cutscene to, to being the main the main character the protagonist in a, a feature film. These are very different skills. It, it's like, you know. I'm trying to think of an equivalent. I cannot think of an equivalent well, I, I think, to this. I think but. Chris Pratt is is the one who has probably the most work doing VR because he did, he's done the Lego films. Yeah, and exactly. he was great. I I actually didn't know it was him. Yeah, I thought it was an Italian plumber doing the voice, <laughs> and now I can kind of see the link they've made here. Oh, <laughs> well, moving actually moving on to the next the next actor. This is an actor who has done some video game voice act, um, voiceover work in the past. Jack Black of Bowser. I don't mind this. This is fun. I think this is my favorite casting. This is this feels interesting. We're all Jack Black fans. Gaz, you seem hesitant. Oh uh, no no no! I'm not I'm not hesitant about Jack Black playing Bowser. I think that's good. Um, I was hesitant about agreeing with Simon about it being my favorite bit of casting. That is Charlie Day as Luigi. Uh, That's Charlie Day. Uh, yeah, Charlie <laughs> Day is my favorite human being. Char- Charlie Day is a very close second for me. Yeah, but Jack um, Black. I have so many always sunny jokes in my head right now, but I don't want to say any of them because we will get banned from Twitch um, <laughs> and life. No, I think um, uh, Jack Jack Black makes sense. Again, I, I do feel a little bit though, like some of this casting is based on things that have happened five to ten years ago rather than where people are at right now um that said i can't there isn't an immediate alternative option that i can think of so um you go for it go for it jack you have my permission well you heard it here first yeah he is officially now officially been cast friend of the show nintendo put him up for offer and uh up for up for our um consideration and we've got the give me the green light next up we have another fantastic comedic actor, Keegan Michael Key, Key from Key and Peele, as Toad. That this is, is fun. terrific. Yeah. That's that's the second best bit of casting. This is fun. <laughs> I I, I want to see what he does does with this because he is arguably the funniest person in the screen, in the cast. He's fantastic. He's a very very witty performer. My I want to see what he does with this character because there's only so much you can do with Toad. So I think he's going to go really hard at this see that's my concern and that isn't him as an actor like i full faith in him to you know pull off whatever sort of wackiness he's gonna pull off my concern is that they're not gonna utilize him as well as they could Mm. i feel like the script is going to let him down the writers are gonna let him down 
and I think that's going to be that's going to be the problem. Is that it's just going to? I don't think over. we can't really make that judgment though. It's way no, I don't know, course, man. Have you seen I'm other films by the same company though? <laughs> can make, so can make it's illumination. Illumination. Yeah. It is illumination. So on, on, it could either be quite funny and clever, or it could just be all toilet humor and dick jokes. So. Yeah, the plumber. I'm presuming we're going to have a chance to. Yeah, that's good. That the big dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you should work for Illumination. I'm presuming we're going to talk about the writers and directors at some point as well, right? Well, we go for it. Go for it right now. Looks like you got it on your mind. So the 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 big concern here because you know the I think with a an animated film direction is less important that 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 could be offensive to people who are kind of massively passionate about animation i'm a big fan of animation i don't think directing is is kind of where the money is made though um like it is with um live action films but the the directors are um aaron horvath and michael jelinek have done um, the Teen Titans movie, and that's about it, right? This is this is this is a big, this is a big deal. This film, this has got a lot riding on it. People, people are going to be invested in this. They don't seem like the most experienced directors, but fine, fine. Let's let's say you know. Hopefully, it doesn't matter too much because it's an animated film. How important is the- hey the Russo brothers only did a few episodes of Community. Yeah. And Arrested Development, man. Come on. Put some respect okay, on the name. Back. Know, Arrested <laughs> development. Respect is there now. Um, but That's actually uh, really interesting. The- did, did you mean like the Teen Titans yeah. Go film? The uh, Sorry, let me let me find the actual title of the film. Because that, that's yeah, actually right, fascinating but- for the audience they're wanting to capture here. So it is. It's the team. It's so Teen Titans Go, but uh, the Teen Titans Go to... To the movies, is that what it's called? Or, yeah, that's what um, it's called, yeah. yeah. Two yeah. times go to the movies. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. So they, they did right. that. So they can write a pun. Well, they can direct a pun. But what is more concerning for me, I think, <laughs> is the writer. So um, the actual screenplay is being left to Matthew Fogel, who uh, was the writer on Big Mama's like father like son so that's um that's that's one of the sequels of big mama's house uh i i don't know how what number that is but it, one of the big mama's house movies so they wrote that they did to their credit cuz i can see josh is about to throw his microphone on the floor and <laughs> i'm so disappointed um, <laughs> He did also write uh, the Lego Movie Two. Um, oh. Didn't see it. Well, that is good. Number one, number one was lightning, lightning in a bottle. I yeah, um, yeah I would two agree. was fine. But it's, it's, look, I think it was better okay. than Big Mama's. <laughs> Why well, would Father like, like Son? Have you seen it? Like Son. <laughs> Have you seen that? Wait, wait, wait! It's uh, big no, mummers. Like, like we can't make that judgment yet. <laughs> so there's plural uh, of mummers. There's multiple mummers. It's I, I 
I don't, I really don't understand the grammar in the title. No, I, I think it's film. more like an ownership. Like the father and the house. son are both big mamas, no. and they're like they're hanging out, doing no, mama but, stuff. Yeah. Well, this is the thing, Jesse. It's not, it's not Big Mama's house. It's just called Big Mama apostrophe s colon like father like son. Right. Big Mama's colon. Big, big Mama's, mama's colon. Again. Plumber <laughs> <laughs> movie again. But look. Okay, the, the 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 pedigree of the writer and the direction and stuff like that, eh, that's a question to be asked there, but look, there is a... If anything, the pure weight of this cast has given me hope for this film. If you tell me they're going to make a Mario film, that doesn't make sense to me in my head. Because one, video game movies don't work often, or if ever. And Mario is such a big franchise to do... How do you condense all that into a film that works? And you, you know, you have a protagonist who doesn't really speak in full sentences. No <laughs> one really does in Mario games. How do you? What do you do with that? The the fact that like they've got money to burn with these actors, they've thrown so much weight behind it. I think that, that gives me a little bit of hope. Well, mm-hmm. I think the one thing that I'm hoping for is that the writers and um, the, the director are going to be taking this ever so slightly more seriously than we might be giving them credit for because of the fact that Miyamoto himself is going to be so involved in this. But what was and the last hope- good thing that Miyamoto did? Pikmin 3. Uh <laughs> I rest my case. Shit, that was quick. But yeah. wait, 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 I think we're, we're, I, I just we're all looking at this wrong. This is a fucking Mario film. This shouldn't exist. Get the guy who wrote fucking Big Mama's House 7. Who gives a shit? <laughs> None of this needs to matter. This is wacky bullshit. Mm. We're all going to have the most fun ever in the cinema next December when we watch this. Hammer drunk. We're going to come out of there either laughing because it was bad or laughing because it was good. It doesn't but matter. I, I don't want to. a video game movie. I don't want to come out of there laughing because it was mediocre like and uh, and that's so uh, yeah big cast i'm the worst thing it could be is mediocre it needs mm, to be great or terrible or it needs to be fucking abysmal Correct. that's the thing Let's go. yeah so uh, i actually watched uh an interesting youtube video uh earlier today which i'm, I'm gonna not really go into too much detail but basically the um the guy talks about what he refers to as the valley of mediocrity and along the I live. <laughs> along the bottom axis is the quality, and along the y axis is uh, enjoyability. Um, and you know, if it's real bad, it's pretty enjoyable. And then you've got that valley of mediocrity, and then you've got so good it is like a masterpiece. And in his reference, he used Cowboy Bebop, which excellent choice, I might add. And for his so bad it's good, like so bad it's enjoyable um, sort of touch point, he used the infamous movie The Room. The Room, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that was, that was so bad it was good. Look, I hope it falls most enjoyable more films? on the so bad it's good. And I hope it doesn't fall like even further below that, which would be like the Monster Hunter movie, which I am still salty about because that is the worst thing I've ever seen with my own two eyes. It was fucking horrendous. Can I actually, so on the record... it's just funny. I want to make a bet live right here on the podcast. All right. All right. I have a lot of bets. So right. I don't like it. You're going to lose Jesse. the Evan's surname as well. well <laughs> oh, no. Honestly, 
I want to know. This is a movie that seems like it's five years too late with its casting. Is Mario gonna dab on screen? Oh no. Now, when I say uh, dab you know on who- screen, I mean from the moment the movie starts all the way through the credits. No. If there's a dance montage and Mario dabs. He's going to floss. He's, he's going to floss. floss. That, well, oh, that's, that's a given. Okay. He's that's not going to dab. He's not going to dab. He's going to floss. That's a given. <laughs> that's a given. I don't know. Well, I feel I feel like there is enough of a chance that he might dab. Donkey Kong? Donkey Kong's going to be in it. Wait, Donkey wait. Kong's dabbed, well, you know? Well, wait, let's let's go let's go back to the cast because we're all sitting like we're 500 years old. Like, yeah, she's going to do a dab in this one? <laughs> Fucking do it. Hell's yeah. No. This isn't made for us. We're too old. We are one foot in the grave. Let the kids enjoy their strange, crisp, proud Italian impression. But they'll also be enjoying Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Which is still the funniest thing to me. I don't want the amount of videos I've seen where people have mocked up um, Donkey Kong laughing and having Seth Rogen (laughs) so manically high, not high pitched, but just stoned (laughs) laughter. Beautiful. It's so dopey. I'm a big fan of Seth Rogen sort of. uh, uh, he, he's going through a bit of a metamorphosis, that man, on, on on Twitter, getting very much into his pottery. I'm enjoying <laughs> it. He seems like a good bloke. Then we had uh, we had three sort of rattled off in quick order. We had Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong, Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek, and Sebastian Maniscalco as Spike. Now, it's really strange. When I saw the pictures of these actors, I looked at Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm definitely butchering that surname. And I'm like... That looks like the that actor from, um, uh, the uh, that Portland miniseries, that comedy thing. He looks really, really much like you know. It looks identical to that guy. Ah, it's totally not him, but is it? Didn't realize the guy that I thought he was is actually next to it. Fred Armisen. He just had glasses <laughs> on. I couldn't tell it was him. <laughs> so that Fred Armisen, master of disguise, a master actor. He can play Cranky Kong. He'll be. He, that is gonna be. That's gonna be the underappreciated performance of the film. Yeah. Yeah. Him with Cranky Kong is going to be a lot of dumb fun. Mm. So I'm excited for that. But I've also got a quick question for you guys. We've got a few characters missing from this lineup. Got Waluigi. I'm like, and also nobody's speaking about Rosalina. I thought she'd be in this as well. Where's Yoshi, man? Who would our Dreamcaster... Dream, oh, and Yoshi. Would they, would they voice him? I, I mean, they're voicing <laughs> fucking Donkey Kong. Nothing's <laughs> off the table okay, here. Yo- Yoshi is Michael Sarah. We can all agree on that. <laughs> Yeah, I now, thought the same. I Rosal- thought the same. Get Michael Sarah in. 100%. Rosalina. Who are we getting with Rosalina? I, I have the choice. Jeez. Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz. Again. Or Ariana Grande. <laughs> yeah. Just so you're going things. 10 years to, uh, to, uh, in the past. I'm like too young or too old. Doesn't matter. Ariana Grande. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Waluigi. Been... Right. Waluigi. There are some brilliant choices here. There are some excellent. Can I give you I one? I have a very left field choice. Go ahead. I reckon Javier Bardem. Oh, Jesus Christ. How good would that be? Oh, no. I, I don't like him after seeing Mother, but that's a really good choice. Isn't it? Like, that's an unsettling choice. Yeah. Because you need somebody who can sound a little bit like prim and proper, but also have that wild. I do know what you mean, and that's why I'm thinking Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, I like that too. I like that too. <laughs> that's, that's very good. Very good. Because I, I just want to see the Hannibal Waluigi artwork that people make. <laughs> <The mock-ups. laughs> so good. Sai? Honestly, I feel like if 
he can't play the the role for which he has been physically sculpted for by the gods themselves. It's sh- like Danny DeVito needs to at least get something here. <laughs> so Danny DeVito as Waluigi. Danny DeVito as Waluigi. As Wario. Yeah, you can't pass that up. Either way. Either way. Either way. Okay. I just I just want Danny DeVito to be involved. I want him to be not even given a script. Just someone holds a microphone up to him and just lets him ramble. I'm presuming that's so, what happens with Charlie Day, been, by the way. <laughs> I've been rattling my bread my, my bread? My brain. <laughs> thinking about who do I want to be Waluigi. And before we started recording, a part of our having dinner, we're watching The Simpsons. And we're watching the episode with the cat burglar. You know the spring for cat burglar? Yeah. Goes around, steals saxophone, steals Bart's stamp collection. Played by a very, very good actor who hasn't been in the film for a little bit, but can play kind of stern and serious, but also go a little bit overboard. Sam Neill. Damn. If he can bring like his kind of like, like we see in Jurassic Park, he can go from, you know, a teacher to screaming about dinosaurs. He can go full Event Horizon or Sunshine, whichever one of those two identical films that he's in, where at the end he just becomes the devil or whatever. (laughs) He can do over the top. Yeah, I think Sam Neill would be a good choice. But do you know who? Bring him back. I, I think the the British version of Sam Neill is Gary Oldman. I reckon he's oh, he would be oh, good. Shout. Gary yes. Oldman, great in this. Please, yeah. There are yeah, some great this. options. I see. I think there's so much more fun. A lot of people are bitching about this whole cast, and look, if you're not happy with it, whatever. But there's so much fun you can have with this. Well, I just think, look. Just fix up one of these choices because it's just like fundamentally a bad decision. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be fine. Yeah. Get Sam New to play Mario. <laughs> but here's, here's the thing, right? From from my perspective, like, first and foremost, it's a fucking video game movie. It's not going to be good. Like, just end off. I know that. I perfect uh-huh. I'm perfectly aware of that. However, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog would like a word with you, sir. Thank you, Jesse. So I haven't seen it, actually. He flossed. Really? He flossed. He flossed. So immediate immediate deduction <laughs> from five blueberry. Like, he's immediately working at three blueberry maximum. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's a good film. I like the Sonic film. I'm, pu- I'm pumped for the sequel. Yeah. It was all right. Well, that's the thing. I've, I've heard it is actually quite fun. But regardless, he flossed. Therefore, immediate two blueberry deduction. So... I honestly think this, for this to be a serviceable movie, it needs every chance it can get. And the biggest drawback is still fucking Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah. If, if, get rid I of him. Think... Put in Danny DeVito. Put in you. whoever else you want. You know, put, put in someone fun. Fine. And whatever. Like, let it be as bad or as silly or as whatever as you want it to be. I will have no issues going and watching it because I will hold yeah, I no think... expectations. The problem with Chris Pratt is it's too safe a bit. Yes. And he will put butts on seats, but he's gonna give give a very a safe performance. The other cast members could go so wacky and zany with the performances, and I think I'm hoping they will and they're allowed to. I think Anya Taylor Joy will be sort of the, the straight character in this whole thing. Yeah. Although she can do some fucking funny shit as well. I just think he I don't know, doesn't feel right. Anyway, that's enough Mario. I think it's almost time. It is time to wrap up. But before we do, real quickly, did anyone else have any um, favorite moments from, this, from the uh, Nintendo Direct? Anything that stood out? For me, it, it's uh, we're getting. Um, I've just completely blanked on the game. Disco Elysium coming to Switch. Oh, yeah, excellent. 
Excellent. I've been wanting to play that game for a really long time. I I have it on my PC. I just oh, I didn't you know we were getting that. I, I missed yeah. that. Yep. I was actually really impressed oh, yes. with the UI on a handheld. So it looks really good. Mm. Very nice. Um, my pick. Amazing. Have you played it yet, Gaz? Nope. And the <gasps> friend of the pod, Len, has been banging on at me to play that game for the entire year. Shout out what you do. We'll stream it. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Done. Done and done. Damn. Anything else catch your eyes? Didn't say Josh. Oh, uh, Final Smash Fighter. Coming October 5th, I believe. Or they're going to mm, be yeah. doing the full reveal on it. Um, I haven't, honestly, uh, like Smash is one of those things I love being a part of. And um, Sm- Smash is, holds such a special place in my heart. And um, I always get excited for the hype cycles. Um, I feel like those games always come at very important points in my life as well as Nintendo games often do, you know, we get nostalgic, um, but it's going to be so sad to see smash ultimate end. Um, and it's what happened with smash Wii U and 3ds as well, where I just have this empty feeling of when there's a good chance we're not going to get these characters back again. I don't know if I'll see cloud mm. strife in another smash brothers or solid snake. Um, and it's, so it's just a really bittersweet little thing. And I liked having, a little bit of a heads up that this is when the send off's going to happen. Get hyped, make some predictions. But I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. Simon, how about you? Anything else got your eye? Oh, look, a couple of things. Um, the, the aside from Smash, the other big announcement that sort of caught my attention was the Animal Crossing update and direct that we're going to be getting uh, as well. Um, a bit yeah, we'll, I think we, we'll do a bit of a deep dive into that one when it, when it happens because that's going to be 40 minutes. So that's going to be a very substantial. I mean, look, without being funny, <laughs> Animal Crossing hasn't had any content for almost yeah. a year, this, a year and a half now. Yeah. Yeah. People back in. For, for a year and a half, we haven't had any substantial content. That's so teaser. I think it's about time. Yeah, that teaser yeah. also got so me like really emotional. Perfect. Like this, the music yeah. was so sad. I'm like, Bladders, man, I, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to see you again. And um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, which we talked about the I was other day. I going to mention that, yeah. Um, it, I'm glad that we're getting just a straight port. So if the remake turns out to be really shit, you can get just the the normal version of the game on your Switch really easily. And also the Castlevania Advanced Collection is pretty cool. So yes, I'm pretty glad very that's cool. there. Considering Castlevania's been all but abandoned recently. So... Well, I'm sure we'll be discussing all of these games and announcements in, in the weeks and months and years and decades to come when Nintendo keep just re- revisiting old games. Cause As they should. That's what they do. As they should. And they keep trying. Yeah, well, look, fair enough. They always lean on their um, they lean on their history, and so do we. So if you want to listen to any of our old podcasts, we are on Spotify and iTunes and all other good podcasting platforms. I was quite proud of that, that segue. That was smooth, Thank yeah. Gaz, yeah. that little cheeky smile. Yeah, nice. Speaking of Gaz... You can catch him on all fan-critical podcasts, well, most fan-critical podcasts, a fair few fan-critical podcasts, where they're talking about all TV shows, movies, they've had a bit of a, a revamp of late, and some of the new shows are absolutely brilliant. Um, you can catch them on all the same great podcasting networks. Make sure you subscribe and leave us reviews, because they mean the world to us. If you want to keep up to date with all your video game news, we're at storymodegaming.com. If you want to follow us on social media... We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Storymode AUS. We're also on Twitch at Storymode AUS, where you can catch us playing games every week and recording these podcasts live every single week. Normally on a Sunday, 
lately we've been mixing it up as well you know keep you on your toes crazy um, crazy bunch we're also on patreon if you search fan critical check a couple bucks our way you get access to a bunch of bonus goodies but with that Kaz Josh Simon thanks for joining guys thanks, thank you man. it's always a pleasure hope you all had a good time with that one um, and that, look that was a that was a proper solid direct. I didn't expect it to be that good. Mm. I, as, a, as a non-Nintendo person, I didn't expect it to be that kind of uh, hype for Nintendo's future. This, this is some fun shit coming out, so we'll definitely talk about it soon. For everyone listening, thanks for listening. Stay safe, play some games, and just go pat a dog for me. Go play with your pets. Go good advice. live in the sun. Eat a carrot. That's what I'm saying here. Eat a carrot. Helps with your eyesight. I don't eat carrots. I wear glasses. Evidence. That's what happens. Evidence. Bye. 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 Bye.